0: Hi, I'm Adam Murray. Subtle Disruptors is about pondering two questions. What does it mean to live well in this moment, given the context within which we find ourselves? And how can we shape the world we live in so that it becomes closer to the one we want to inhabit? I do this by talking with people who you probably haven't heard of, but who I think are embodying a fascinating response to these two questions and doing it in a way that involves subtle changes all of us can make. I want you and I to get as much as possible out of these stories and to feel encouraged, connected, and resolute in our own quests of subtle disruption.
1: I'm aware of how passionate I am about it, solving people's problems. And so I kind of was like, well, I'm really, I'm doing this thing and I'm growing these networks and it's creating some amazing opportunities for people. So, you know, that's the thing that kind of has resonated all the way through. Yeah. And I've been really passionate about it, working on that.
0: Hey, it's of Murray here. This week I'm talking with Amy Churchhouse, and it was a really interesting chat because it's about a startup that doesn't have a business model and never plans to have a business model, and a successful startup and one that's growing throughout Victoria. It started in Kensington, and it's using tools that you know have been to leverage and harness, and tools that are available to all of us. It's called the Good Karma Network. Amy used to be a vet, and she started this on the side. She had an idea about. How can people in a local neighbourhood help each other out? We've all got needs, we've all got ways to help other people as well, but how can we put those two things together? It's now grown to, I think, about 17 different neighbourhoods around Victoria, and in many ways it's a digital solution to the filter bubble problem and the problem of disconnection that we, I guess, we often hear about, and it's a bit of a a good follow-on from my chat with Shahan Drummond a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we had a great chat. Thanks for joining me again today, and I hope you enjoy listening to Amy Churchhouse on The Subtle Disruption of Neighbourhood Connection. Where have you chosen for our conversation, and why have you chosen it? Right. Yeah.
1: I've chosen my little study in my house for this podcast, because I spend a lot of time here, and I am surrounded by the things that matter to me here. I have photos of the people that I care about, and I have messages for myself about what it is that I'm doing and, and why I'm doing it or things that represent who I want to be and where I want to be and, yeah. and what I want out of life and the world. And yeah, yeah so it's nice to be able to look around you know, my house and go, those pieces of art actually mean something to me or you know, they speak yeah. to me about, about what's important and, and you know, remind me of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. which is a little bit strange.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think that's strange at all. Yeah.
1: No, no, it's strange what I'm doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not strange that I surround myself with things that, yeah, okay. that, uh, that help me with that.
0: Okay, well, uh, hmm, I wonder, I've got a question, but it's a little bit backwards in the way I'm asking it, but what's one of the pieces of art that does speak to you then? And What's one that jumps out that you, know, that you do refer to a lot? and why? I?
1: I like to collect powerful messages and I've done that for years. It's really nice to be able to pick up messages and take them with you. And so I've got a couple of, you know, sort of those those quotes that are, that are around the place. And it's kind of like, essentially, it's my artwork by how I've arranged the pieces on the wall and yeah. and the things that speak to me about that. You know, like, you're a fucking star. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was given to me by uh, somebody who was, was you know, just sort of talking to me about my direction and stuff. And, and I thought that was quite... It's quite a good thing to remember for everybody. It's like, actually, we're all fucking stars. Yeah. You know, we just need to, to step into that. Mm. And then, you know, the, the difference between, you know, where you are and where you want to be is, is what you do. And it's like, so let's go. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's let's change what we're doing to help us get where we want to go. Yeah. And, yeah, you have the power to change stuff. That's, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I resonate a lot with that because because we all have the power to change stuff. And I don't think that people realize that enough and that, yeah, we should all kind of carry with us. And then there's rules for being amazing, which is really cool. I read it too, but it's too far away.
0: (laughs) I can read the top one. Risk more than is required.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Yes, there's lots of really good stuff there in terms of just being real. And I think that's another thing that we don't do enough of in, in the world, is be real. And because when people are real, it tends to actually facilitate... Openness and compassion from others that we engage with if we're real. Mm. It's, it's nothing to sort of You're not trying to compete with that. You don't try and, you are, well. I'm more real than you are <laughs> you know, there's nothing to compete with and it, and it's It's very genuine and huh. and honest and and helpful for people to To connect with but I guess it's also quite vulnerable It's a potentially vulnerable space or or just an unfamiliar space for a lot of people but being real is you know it's it's the place we should all be coming from because we can actually get where we're going if we're real about that stuff you know this is this is how i'm feeling i'm feeling this is this is hard for me
2: you
1: mm. know cool it's great that you're telling me that it's hard for you Let's let's try and make it easier for you yeah you know uh, rather than i'm fine and everything's you know hunky-dory when potentially it's not you know it's like no but you can't work with that and certainly you know when people are not not Actually in the space that they present themselves as, then you often end up with miscommunications but also people struggling when nobody else knows that they're struggling and, and that's a really dangerous place mm,
2: you know? and is, I think yeah. that
1: lots of people feel like they should be fine for whatever reason when they could just be real yeah. and it's okay yeah. and that if they were real then they get to their solutions or they'd get, they'd get to a better place much faster. Yeah. Because people would get on board with that,
2: yeah. Yeah. you know.
1: Like, it's amazing when people are vulnerable. What what that brings out in other people? Then workplaces, for example. I mean, you know, I'd love to see people, you know, sort of a, a status quo being. You know, we are honest and open here. <laughs> like, yeah, amazing. That doesn't mean, yeah. you know, that means that you need to take responsibility for your honesty and openness. It's not just about slating the next guy. Yeah, you know, it's like taking responsibility for the way that you are engaging with the people but being real in that mm. means that you you state your position and then you go well, this is where we're going together, how are we gonna get there? It would be it would be a different, you know, if that was the, the way that people approach their working environments, I think we'd we'd have a very a different world.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It, it requires like the the responsibility too is to allow others to be honest with me. If I'm going to be honest with them too, and mm. to be open to what they've got to say, and to the impact that my honesty has on them, mm. and then be open to changing based on that. For you, like, why this kind of thinking that that you've been talking about is this is this something that has been part of you for a long time, or is it something you've been building into your life recently?
1: I think it's been, definitely been something that has been a part of my life for a long time. You know, as I said, I've, I've, my mother. Was always big on, you know, kind of, I don't know, doing the right thing. And I, I say that you know, sort of. She was big on reputation. Mm. Um, so, but she also she had really good values in terms of, you know, hey, you just need to do your best, and and you can achieve anything you want to in, in your life and that sort of stuff. And I, so I grew up with, you know, surrounded by books so that we had positive quotes and not sweating the small stuff and that sort of stuff. So, I grew up with that stuff. And you know, but as a I've got older (laughs) I've collected you know more and more bits and pieces that have been motivational for me and and inspiring for me but I think you know more recently I've become increasingly aware of the suffering that people are experiencing and that's that's people that are very lucky people that are very privileged and and so it's become more important for me to to try and do something about it because mm. th- even if people are just existing, and and they're earning their money to drink their wine to go back to work the next day, then it's still not a it's not a great ex- it's not a great place for anybody and and that makes that may also makes the hard stuff even harder when you're just existing. If you have a really good time all the time, then the hard stuff's actually not a big deal, you know. You don't kind of engage with it or it doesn't take you down as much and mm. and what a lot of people are finding it difficult to access is that that goodness that they can they can experience every day and, and it's not just a matter of, of positive thinking and you know there's there is that. Yeah. But there there is something to be said for changing the way that you are engaging with your environment that will help you to have a better life and also the impact on the other people around you and the animals and the, the, you know, if we take responsibility for what we're doing and then we're aligning our values with the way that we're behaving and and the consequences of that, if, you know, if it's about having a good life and, and doing the best you can, then the consequence of that for everybody are, are much greater, you know, yeah. really positive and I think that we can you know like what's the point if we're not if we're not working towards having a better time you know like if, if yeah. things are hard and they're not getting better then we need to change it up and I just feel like more people is said I really don't like you the word should because I don't want to tell anybody what to do but I just feel like if that the that, uh, that better lives are accessible to people in a way that they don't think that they are
2: mm.
1: and and I think that it, I, that's why I really want to empower people to go you know hey you can have a different life a better life a, a just one that's easier yeah. or more positive or have more positive interactions you know there's nothing wrong with your life you know as if that's how you want it then you do it like that but if if there's something more that you want from it even that if that's just more smiling <laughs> then let's put more smiling in your day you know mm. uh, I think it's it's, it's a much better life. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, that's the thing that I've realized, you know, like I was a vet up until the end of last year, well, for the two years previously to that. Yeah. Well, that I was studying vet science. Yeah. But, you know, like the it's interesting that we pursue these careers or jobs that, that give us an income and often we're invested in the thing rather than everything else in our lives. And, you know, what I think we're we're becoming more aware of now is that that our lives and our journey on the planet is is far, far more complex and more involved and more more valuable than just the thing that pays the bills. And that there's so much more to be had from the interactions that we have every day and the, and the, the interactions with our environment even. Hmm. You know, like everybody says, getting out in nature is really great and it is. But we don't access that as readily as we could do because we're prioritising the things that we've been told to prioritise, like you know our job or our yeah. So yeah, I, I guess you know I, I, I think lots about that and I really want to. I feel like I'm on a journey that we're pursuing that is is really important for me. Hmm. But I also feel like I really want to make it accessible to other people too. Yeah, do you know what I mean?
0: I do. I will go back a few. Thoughts, And you mentioned Sorry. suffering. No, that's okay. You mentioned suffering and you were coming across people who were suffering. And I wanted to, I guess, yeah, to ask you about that. Like what, who were you noticing and what were you noticing about the type of suffering the people you were coming across and maybe the type of suffering you were having and, you know, moving through from being a vet to where you are now. And, yeah. you know, what, yeah, what were you, because I, I mean, I have this, yeah, I've been thinking about similar things too about, you know, how, how can I alleviate suffering in the world too? But I'm interested in, in your journey through that, yeah.
1: So everybody's suffering at some point. You know, it might be that the dog's biting the dogs at the park, you know, and that I don't want to have to take my dog to the park when there are other dogs because, you know, and, and I don't know how to manage it, I don't know how to change it, so I'll just shut the dog, you know, in, the, in a room, I won't actually take it out. And that is problematic for the person, the dog the whole situation the other dog particularly there are, you know it goes on to interactions within families you know you've got breakdowns of communication or you've got challenging teenagers people don't know what to do they're struggling with how to deal with that and and you know they're frustrated and they're angry and then they're upset and they're suffering as a result of that everybody in the environment is suffering and you know like mm-hmm. th- these things are happening in lots of people's houses and they particularly in their workplaces you know the people i have spoken to over this year has uh, the number of people that have been, you know, talking about the, how they were a successful, insert corporate title here, um, <laughs> yeah. and now they're focusing on the med- their mental health, you know, yeah. they've taken some time out to to reevaluate their life and what I they're one doing. one of those and, people. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I certainly, you know, was coming home after, you know, a 10 day, 10 hours day at work and, and wanting to drink a bottle of wine every night and just thinking, my life is actually more valuable than this you know it's not allowing me the opportunity to to even have positive interactions in my life you know like i I would really like to access that but i am feeling so broken about just just getting through my day Hmm. that you know it's not surprising that you know we have such high you know addiction rates mental illness you know suicide and and this we all we have huge huge resources available to us like you know it's not like we're you know living on the edge of the poverty line or anything we're all really lucky and we're suffering yeah on on a, on a fairly major scale with with some you know some big issues that that cause a lot of conflict and you know it's all very it's very complex because there's so many things that are feeding into the way that we being on the planet and and i I guess i'm talking very much about western western society you know white middle class essentially but you know upper and and yeah anybody that lives in australia new zealand britain america you know we have we have you know opportunities that lots and lots of other people in the world don't have and and but we're still broken so yeah it's simple to be able to create some solutions for people we just need to open it up and actually say that we've got some problems before we you know can do that yeah so yeah lots of lots of suffering
0: so you went from from you know that realization of you know working 10 hours a day and struggling to get through the day and what happened like what what did, happened? Yeah.
1: Well, my contract got ended. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I had a six-month contract with the the vet clinic that I was working at, and yeah, they said that they wouldn't they wouldn't permanently employ me after that, which so I wasn't really surprised about, because yeah, I'm, I was aware that I'm not meant to be in clinical practice. Yeah. So it was too challenging for me on for on a number of different levels, but. I'm a big picture person and pe- I have people walk into the clinic and go, can you fix the dog's foot? And I would just look at the dog and go, have you seen your dog? Like, you know, it, there's a whole lot of other issues apart from the dog's foot. And, and to see, you know, for an animal lover to experience that, you know, people just want to, you know, pay the money to get the thing fixed that, you know, has happened. Yeah. And to not be engaging with the whole, the health of the whole animal often happens. And, you know, people are not, they're ignorant, not because they, you know, they've chosen to be like that, but a lot of the time people just don't, they get animals without thinking about it, they don't think about what that animal requires, I mean, they do it with children too, but um, you know, it's it's hard to try and be an expert in, in, and advise people when actually they just want you to fix the thing, or you know, like, there's a whole lot of things about that industry yeah. that wasn't working for me, uh, quite aside from the fact that I was, yeah, yeah. Finding the, I mean, it was I was two years out of vet school, and um, still struggling with my knowledge and trying to be good at what I was doing and. Yeah, it just wasn't wasn't gonna wasn't ever gonna work out for me in that environment. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd still like to go and Spain new to some animals in the Amazon rainforest or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> use my use my powers for good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's sort of that was the end of it. And yeah, and then I walked into Icebreaker and DFO and said, hi there. I've got some experience in sales. I hear you're looking for some staff. And the woman said, yep, get your CV to me by the end of the day and I'll put you on the payroll. Yeah. 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 So. I now work in a retail space and, and I have in depth, honest discussions with people every day about and people that love the product, people that, you know, are going travelling. I have a fantastic connection with them and, and I get to solve their problems because they're looking for, you know, the solution for travelling or, you know, keeping warm or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, it aligns with my my values on a lot of levels. And yeah, it's it's just a really nice I get to have a really nice positive interaction with the majority of people that come in,
0: yeah.
1: So it's yeah, it's quite a different, yeah, it's quite a contrast.
0: Yeah, and you've been doing that for how long now?
1: Oh, so that was yeah December, so now we're in August, yeah, okay. so eight months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah part time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You said right back at the start too that what you're doing is a little bit weird now as well, or how you're going about things, or what did you mean by that?
1: Oh well, I just I'm, I'm on a kind of I guess I feel like I'm on a little bit of a journey, and you know. Initially when I finished, you know, being a vet, I was like, oh, I need to start a business and something that, you know, pays me. Should I become a home euthanasia vet or should I do behavioral consults? You know, I did some research into that sort of stuff, realized that lots of people don't want help with their animals. Surprisingly enough, I <laughs> started to move away from that. And and the thing that, you know, that was was kind of quite prominent in my life at the time was the good karma network that I set up at Kensington when I, at the beginning of last year, so April 2008. Sixteen, I started a community group for the locals to be able to help each other out and it was just I had problems and I was like well I can you know I'm sure that the solutions are here somewhere if I just ask the people but I don't have a way to ask the people so I created a Facebook group to create the opportunity for people to ask for help and for others to be able to provide that help. So that was then, and yeah, I, I lost my cat. And you know, when I did actually connect with the people by doing a flyer drop, I, they were happy to help me. They just needed my number, right? So they called and they were like, hey, have you found Bear? He's down here. And hey, have you found him? He's down here. After I found him and he went back outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was just, you know, one of those things, that, you know, like there's, there's probably people in all of these houses around here that are suffering from something or struggling with mm. something mm. and I'd like to help them if I knew that they were struggling, if I had a saw or whatever it is that they needed or they needed help moving some furniture, I'd happily go and help them Yeah, because we've all got those things that we need to do and we could make each other's lives easier if we just had access to that. Yeah. So yeah, I started that in April last year and over the, the year it grew into I think there was about two and a half thousand members oh, wow. at the beginning of, of 2017. Yeah. And then I had some people contact me and say, Hey, I really love what you've created there. Can I, you know, set one up in my neighbourhood? One of the mothers of of one of the members of the Kensington started Taruna in Tasmania, good karma network there. I had a few people that had moved out of Kensington contact me and say, Hey, I want to start one in my neighbourhood. So and then there were nine networks in a space of about three months after that. So grew across Melbourne and yeah, there's the one in Tasmania. And that has always been like, I've just, I'm aware of how passionate I am about it, solving people's problems. And so I kind of was like, well, I'm really, I'm doing this thing, and I'm growing these networks, and it's creating some amazing opportunities for people. So, you know, that's the thing that kind of has resonated all the way through. Yeah, And I've been really passionate about it, working on that. And there was an article on me in the Good Weekend, and all of a sudden, everybody wanted good karma networks in their neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Lots of people did. Yeah. So lots of people contacted me, and it's been interesting to talk with you know, different people about, you know, obviously there's people that want to start a community group in that area because they, they like the concept of helping people help each other. And so that's been great. too. So now there are 17 networks is awesome just might be 18 today actually i think emerald just started as well
0: what do you need to do to start one what like you need to do you know how does
1: contact me and i help you
0: yeah okay
1: (laughs) i mean i designed for some reason i managed to hit the nail on the head when i designed the concept for me it was like okay so i I don't want to take up all my time so i need to make it owned by the people yeah and i need to obviously get them to be responsible for the way they engage with each other because i don't want to have to babysit them i don't want to have to tell them off I don't want to, you know, keep bringing them back to, I just want them to understand that this is about helping each other, and, you know, so if you've got something you to ask for help, ask for help, and then other people can help you, and there's three guidelines, no advertising, no selling, and no negativity. <laughs> I'm like there's way too much of all of that in every other area of our life. Every okay. other Facebook yeah. group, in every other work environment, you know, all of our you know, Spotify, everything, you know, advertising, selling, all that sort of stuff, you know. So I didn't want that to be a part of it, because there's other there's other places for that and it also makes the news feed much more relevant if it's not full of a whole lot of other crap that people think is important. Yeah. Because for for and I don't discount that people think different things are important, but not everybody feels like that's important so for the same reason i've also said that that advertising includes sharing information about you know your favorite charity you know you know share you know donate to this charity because i think it's important well everybody's got their thing right so if i let everybody put their charity of choice on there then it would just end up with blah
0: so you moderate a little bit yeah yeah, on yeah yeah i mean i
1: don't have to do a lot which is really good yeah but yeah i mean i most people will report things if they mm. if it's advertising selling or negative then people will tag me in it and just go hey you know can you sort this out or
2: yeah
1: sort of thing so yes yeah, so there's a little bit of moderation but not a lot and, and that's the the beauty of the design is that it actually it empowers the members to take responsibility for it and use it how it is intended, hmm. and that's that's the the important thing for the new administrators to get on board is, is that if they can set the tone and empower the people, then they don't have to do much. Yeah, and that's great for any administrator or any, any manager, any leader. You know, you give people the power, and and they they make the magic. Yeah, it's not about it's not about me. It's not about me at all.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, just to maybe quickly talk about how it actually works but i've got some probably more important questions but this is my guess i come in and i i submit a request and then other people in my neighborhood that i'm part of see that in their news feed and can respond yeah. as they want to is that so yeah,
1: yeah. you if you're a request you request to join if you're not a member because it's a closed group and then I'll have a dialogue with people, and they'll I'll add them. And there's a pinned post which outlines the guidelines for posting and things. Yeah. So they read that, and then they have a problem. They need a saw to cut a tree down or whatever. Yeah. Hi guys, do we have a saw I can borrow? You know, and anybody who sees that can respond to that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I've got a saw. I just live down here, or you know, private message me for address or whatever, and then they solve each other's problems. So. All sorts of stuff. I've had people get the solution to their knitting. Somebody got stuck on their knitting recently. Yeah. Hi guys, I've got stuck on my knitting. Does anybody know how to do this? And somebody else came in and was like, Yeah, actually, I do. And these are the resources I use when I get stuck on my knitting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know. But right through to you know, I'm, I you know, I, I can't meet the needs of my dog anymore, and so we're looking to rehome. You know, quite a vulnerable thing to be exposing to four and a half thousand people, four thousand people. It's compassionate space. So it's like, I'm really sorry that you're going through that, but it's really great that you're looking for a solution and together we can find a solution for that. And, you know, a few people, you know, were like, oh, we're looking for a dog, you know, so forth and so on. And the dog was rehomed within a few days and the owner saw the dog down the park like after about four days with a new bow tie on really happy in the new home yeah you know good stuff like that you know there's all sorts of other things one woman couldn't get out of bed one day and and actually said you know i'm too sick to go to the supermarket could somebody please get me some soup oh and yeah and they did in fact she got some homemade soup yeah so lots of things. We've found teddies and animals for each other, for distressed owners. Um, there's been lots of uh, free stuff, people you know doing clear-outs and, and moving things on to other people that, that need them. Other people need things and request, you know, say we have a fridge. Yeah, actually, we've got a fridge, you know. So, yeah, it's essentially an opportunity to to meet needs with haves within a community. And obviously, it's a geographical, geographically-based group but saying that it's not exclusive it's not exclusionary it's you know one of our values is inclusion and so if you're in Cranbourne and you want to join the kensington good karma network you're welcome if you want to but the the content's not going to be as relevant to that that person but what they have to offer might be fantastic Mm. because Mm. if somebody asks about like somebody asked about a a train trip from croatia to uh bulgaria or somewhere in europe and, you know, has anybody done this trip? It doesn't matter where you are. You can still, like, you can answer that question if you've done the trip, right? So, you know, the the input, the opportunity for people to contribute is great. And the, the larger the, the population on the group, the more problem-solving power it has. Yeah. They just won't be able to solve the problem about the saw now, you know? Like, it. yeah, so it's, it's quite good like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm interested in how you went about building that as well for a couple of reasons. Like, I reckon... Some people, I might even include myself in this, would have thought of an idea like that and thought, how do I turn this into a business? Like, did that ever cross your mind?
1: It's one of the things that everybody has said to me you know, you need to figure out how to commercialize this, you need to make money out of this. And the fact that I haven't, I think, has been one of the reasons why it's been successful. Yeah. And I met with a a social scientist up in Sydney uh, recently by the name of Hugh Mackay. He's done a lot of work on community building. Yeah, I've read one of his
0: books. I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, Events yeah. yeah, Australia, where I think it was called.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's done some really good work, and he talks yeah. a lot about, you know, how, you know, we're suffering at the hands of the systems that we have created, and you know, we're off the back of the industrial revolution, and and those systems are not working for us anymore, and they're just serving to split us up and create more individual, you know, individual lives and and competition. And as social beings, actually, the things that are healing to to that and the mental illness and stuff is actually connection. Yeah. So I, when I found him, I was like, I need to meet him, and I organised a a, cath- a coffee with him up in Sydney, which was cool. But he said to me when I talked to him about it, he said, I've heard of a few initiatives, you know, that haven't worked like this before. And I said, What are the what are the reasons? Do you think? And he said, Well, they were trying to make money, and you know, yes you know it would be great for me to be making money but actually this is more important yeah. the, what's happening as a result of this the fact that people are saving money and having their needs met without spending money then that's actually role modeling a different way that means that we need less money you know like and this there's, there's something yeah. this i think there's something to be said for that and explored in that you know like okay so yes you know it would be great to commercialize this but then it would just be like everything else and it'd be the same system and we need new systems you know so I'm I'm exploring new systems that are going to create positive outcomes for the community and you know reducing the resources that are required to run one's life is one of the benefits quite aside from all the other benefits of you know the humor and the connection and the you know, the friendships or the business relationships that can be formed from more connections. Yeah. You know, networking, the trust building up within a community, the safety, there are, there are a lot of benefits to having a good karma network in your community and it's really only limited by your imagination and I think that our imaginations are limited by the systems that we have been conditioned to accept as normal within our society mm. and I think that, you know, this is just, it's just kind of, challenging that status quo enough that people are going wow this is really interesting yeah and actually i'm having a really good time and that's really interesting (laughs) you
0: know how did how did your imagination get pricked to think about it in that way then like you know you're saying we we often limit ourselves by what we can imagine you know in different ways of doing things how how did you come up with this idea
2: well i'm a
1: problem solver right and so i'm always thinking about you know, when somebody says to me they've got a problem, I immediately go into problem solving, but how can I, how can I fix that for you? Or how can I, can I suggest some ways that you can fix that? You know, or whatever. And so when I had, you know, problems, I'm like, well, there's no point in me just recognizing that there are problems. I need to try something. And there are a whole lot of potential solutions right here. But I know that they may or may not be successful based on experience. I don't know what this is going to do. Yeah. Let's just try that out and see what happens. Yeah, you know. And I think that that's something that is really important. Is you know, innovation teaches you more about you know the information that you, you you've got, you know, and, and the, the tools that you've got accessible to you. But doing things the same way that you've always done them, it's going to give you yeah maybe a, a defined you know outcome. Or maybe not, you know, you don't know that that's going to be successful. I think one of the things that was, that's was that been quite interesting for me is, you know, they talk about the entrepreneurial, I've been hanging out in the entrepreneurial space for probably a year yeah. now, just networking and they talk about fail fast and, you know, that 96% of all entrepreneurs fail and their businesses, I'm kind of like, well, if, if that's the success rate, then I may as well try something entirely different because <laughs> the success rate's probably not going to be any worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. what are the chances and and I, I feel like i really want to kind of stick with the fact that i'm doing what i'm doing without a business model and i i waver on that because everybody's like well you know you should be working in a co-working space and da da, da and you know you need to you know collaborate with people and do this sort of stuff and you need to find a, a revenue model and i'm trying to pay attention to the things that i need to help me to get ahead to to achieve all the things that I want to achieve, personally, as well as for the good karma networks and the outcomes that it's producing for the people, and it is the people. Yeah, like One of the, the traditional models is, you know, they, well, they say, you know, you need to find out your target market and you need to find out exactly who they are and drill down on them and how but my target market's everybody. You know, I want to help everybody, and that's an interesting one because you feel like you can't have everybody, and I feel like that's a challenge that I really want to take on. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I Obviously, I can't help everybody, and I'm and I'm not doing that. But I'm helping more people than a specific target market.
0: Well, I think the way you're doing it's quite smart as well to have it, you know, constrained to a neighbourhood and then grow neighbourhood by neighbourhood. Mm. Like that's. Was
1: well, this how it happened? I mean. Yeah. It's a great idea. But I didn't come up with that idea, <laughs> you know, I, but, but I did think it, it, has, it is actually, and it's also, it's also in my head has evolved. You know what it is that that is achieving. I suppose I've actually just realised all of the things that it's achieving that I never anticipated that it would,
2: yeah. like
1: the the diversity. Actually, being able to kind of get people on the same level and go, you know, the thing that we all have in common here is that we live together, and that's important. And and for that reason, we should be looking after each other and for that reason we should also be dropping our barriers between different ethnicities and minorities and you know socio groups and things because it's in all of our best interests for hmm. us all to be okay yeah you know what I mean like yeah. and, and that you know really is promoting diversity and you know this I hate the concept of us and them whatever us and whatever them you know even if it's the, the criminals versus the non-criminals it's like actually those people are broken and if you had some insight into where they've been or what they were experiencing, you'd probably have a whole lot more compassion towards them. And the fact that you're seeing the crime as, you know, the outcome of this, the life that they're living, yeah. it's just the end game. It's not It's not that they're doing that to, to because they to, to get at you. They're, they're actually doing it maybe to survive, or actually you don't even know what they're doing it for because you don't have any insight. And so you can't make judgments about where they're at unless you... I prepared to find out more. And I feel like that's that's a challenge I would like to make, not openly, because because that's that's quite confronting for people, to kinda of go, hey, you know, before you judge whoever you're gonna judge, just go and find out who they are, what their what their experience is. Yeah. You know, and then decide on whether you're gonna judge them after that, you know? Yeah. Whatever you're judging, you know, whether it be what, the clothes that they're wearing or hmm. their partner or what job they're doing or the crime that they're committing. You have a conversation, then decide whether you gonna judge you know, judge them. Yeah. You know? That would be a really interesting experiment, yeah. know, if people could actually bring themselves to do that. Yeah. I think even the reflection that, and I mean that subtly, that, I guess that, that's the thing that would be really great to empower people with is like, just before you make that decision, that, that judgment, that flippant comment, whatever, just think a little bit more about the possibilities. And yeah. What is what is what are the possibilities for this person? Yeah, did they decide that they were going to crash into your car because they were trying to crash into your car? Probably not. You know, yeah, you know, they probably were thinking about the fact that their mother just died or something. You mm. know, like, yeah, you know, there's a whole lot of reasons why people do what they do, and you're going to assume that one of them is correct. Yeah, without even getting any understanding.
0: And there's anyway. also it seems to be a bit of a, a presumption that. I don't, I don't immune myself from this either, but that, that it's like, well, I wouldn't do the same mm. if I was in their shoes. Mm. Well, am I so sure that but
1: the other thing, <laughs> whether, whether you wouldn't or you wouldn't, it doesn't matter because there are lots of possible ways of doing things that have lots of possible outcomes and some outcomes are better for one person than they are for another. And some people are prepared mm. to accept one outcome when another person isn't, you know, and that's okay. Because as long as we're taking responsibility for what it is that we're doing and the consequences of that, then we should be prepared to to, to deal with that. And, and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing and why they're doing it, because they've got to be happy with that. So what I decide to do, I need to be happy with that. And there'll be people that will be, that would be really happy with that. And there'll be other people that wouldn't be happy with my decision. Mm. And and it's okay for everybody to have those different decisions. Yeah. You know, I, you know obviously... You know, if if we're talking about you know breaking the law and that sort of stuff, then you know it's good to reflect on the fact you wouldn't choose to do that. But to judge that person, you know, obviously there is right and wrong. And if there's damage done, then you, you, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that that's we accept that. But the reasons for those things happening are often much greater and much more complex than we we allow ourselves to consider.
0: Correct. And
1: yeah. and I feel like that takes away the compassionate response that would make things so much easier for us all if those judgments weren't there and I mean You know that, that's that's quite an extreme example, but it happens, you know, even just with people's, you know, like jobs and you know corporate environments hierarchies and you know what people are wearing and you know the fact that they're in a relationship with a, you know same-sex relationship or there are judgments that are happening everywhere that are really stopping us from having compassionate exchanges that are just real about us as as humans. Yeah. And and we're all human and we're all living here together. So is it not in our best interest to actually work it out and actually just kind of go it's it doesn't be matter. Better. Yeah. It doesn't matter because we're here together and if we're both having a good time, then we both have a good time. Hmm. So, why does one of us need to have a good time at the expense of another? Like, <laughs> whoever decided that was a good idea, because <laughs> yeah. it does seem like that, doesn't it? You know? it does, why why yeah. Do we, competition? yeah. Competition, why does it exist? It doesn't help anybody, yeah. you know? Oh good, I feel better that I beat you. Cool, well, so to what end? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. And why do you not feel good because you did your best? You know, I mean that that should really be the focus, shouldn't it? You know, you did mm. your best, and you happen to be better than somebody else. Mm. But you know, when you go and cook a dinner, you, that person's going to, you know, thrash you at, you know, cooking an Italian meal. You know, like everybody's got their individual set of skills, experience, knowledge. Like every one of us is entirely unique, and it, it's fascinating to even think about that on an individual level.
2: Yeah.
1: When you go, wow, I'm the only one that has seen all of the things that I've seen. Yeah. Like that's amazing. So all of the things that I have to offer, coloured by my my journey, which is unique to me, and nobody else has seen that stuff. I, it's fascinating to actually reflect on that. Like my, my mother came over recently, and and she was sitting there going, "God, do you need to know that you are like this?" And da, da, da. and I thought, it's really interesting that you are telling me that I am the same as when I was twenty-five, and. i I hear that that you know there are some things that are that are consistent about the way that i'm interacting it's a whole lot of things about my experience that you don't know and you don't know who i am you don't know the interactions that i have on a daily basis i do and that's really interesting to reflect on you know and when you acknowledge that everybody has that then everybody's just a a little box of value potentially Mm, mm. like what what stuff can you bring to the party that might help us go forward with yeah. And have a better time. Yeah. Like, don't you want to discover that? I yeah. just want to find that out from all the people. What have you got that you can offer? You know, because you know I've got some good stuff, and you've got some good stuff. And if we have a chat, we have a good time. And there's everybody's out there, out there has potentially, you know, something of value for everybody else. Yeah. And that's a really great way to look at people. You know, it just it drops the barriers. You know.
0: One of the places my imagination is going with the Good Karma Network is about, I guess what you were saying about, you know, the thing we have in common is that we all live together. And, you know, sometimes my mind goes to, if I'm gonna get the connection that I want, I have to move somewhere else. Like I have to, I have to move to some kind of intentional community or a co-living space, or, you know, that's that's the answer because where I'm living at the moment, the the physical elements of that prohibit it, And I think there's some truth in, you know, good design can create better connection like in you know helping people interact better and maybe even designing the way we live but the interesting thing about what you are saying is that you know through this digital tool we can actually help people connect better to the people around them where they are now Mm -hmm. like it's opening up this new Mm -hmm. gateway for people helping each other without having to you know pack it all in and go Mm. You know, and live in Uundi or Nimbin or something like but that. That's yeah. The, the
1: thing is, like you know, when this—that's what we're traditionally—you know—we think that we need to get out of this place because this place represents it. Why can't we just change it up here?
2: Yeah.
1: And I, and I feel like let's just try because we're all living here anyway. So let's try and create some different outcomes and see what happens. That, it'll work for some people and it won't work for others. You know, there are some people on the group who just want the you know, the renovations, the sorry, the builders for their renovations for their, you know, third house in Kensington, whatever. And that's great, you know, because they get solutions, you know, they get ideas, but they're also seeing other people live different ways that, that is, you know, helping them to see that there are other ways to be and that's okay. And that they're living right next door to them.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and so, you know, and, and they have the opportunity to connect even if they're not on the same page, you know, in terms of socioeconomic group or whatever. And then they realize that they're the same, they you know, similar people because they're Parents grew up in the same city, or you know, I mean, (laughs) all sorts of things happen as a result of actually just starting a dialogue and connecting. But I think that, you know, once again, it's that whole let's just see what happens if we do things differently. Let's try and create some better outcomes by connecting with each other, and and see what happens. Somebody said, it's it's like living in a big share house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: we've got everything here. Yeah, yeah, totally. We do. Why why do we need to go anywhere else and do that? How we can but the stuff we need is here yeah uh, we just need to you know find a way that we contribute and, and you know what it is that we need and and everybody will have you know they'll have their boundaries and their barriers and that's cool they they can come to the party with those as well yeah they don't i'm not asking anybody to you know they're not just having to do anything they don't want to do anything that's offered is offered with with no expectation of anything in return and that means that anything you get back is amazing
0: yeah yeah which is cool how did you go about getting I mean, was it, was it a bit of a, you know, you stumbled across this and it, was just, and it just kind of worked? Or did, have you had to tweak this? Or how did you get so many people interested in it? Was it a right place, right time kind of thing?
1: I don't know if it was right place, right time, but I feel very lucky that I started it here. I just basically started talking to everybody on the street. "Hi, hey, I've started this Facebook group. It's about connecting and solving each other's problems. And people were like, huh, what? You know, just join and what do you want? No, no, nothing. Just help each other out. Okay, cool. It sounds sounds really good. (laughs) Uh, and yeah, so I connected with, you know, cafes and businesses and to to put up flyers and windows and put up Flyers on the stock route. There's a stock route, a big walkway that was that's been really good. You know, people read the signs and gone. Oh, that sounds interesting. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'd love to be more connected with my community. And then yeah, I did a flyer drop. i did, actually done about four flyer drops around the different areas in Kensington. But now people just know they're being told by their landlords, by their you know property agents, the barista at the cafe,
2: yeah,
1: you know work colleagues. People are talking about it at university. There's all sorts of people talking about it and neighbours and all that sort of stuff so that's how it's happening now but there are I mean, 4,100 people on there now so yeah, there's, yeah lots of that's, just,
0: that's across the 17? No that's it?
1: in Kensington.
0: That's just in Kensington, just in Kensington. wow yeah, yeah. yeah I
1: don't know I wouldn't know what the total is because there are a number of people that are members of lots of the networks Sure. and that's okay they're welcome to be members of all of them if they want to like me
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have to be. yeah. but
1: yeah so that's how I got the word out there and you know I, I am a I do like to talk with people, I do like an opportunity to connect and that provided me with an opportunity to connect with all the people here and I, I'd been thinking and you know, I'd, I'd run the same loop and I'd seen the same people, you know, yeah. time and time again. And this gave me a reason to stop and go. Hey, you're a local. Yeah. I just started this thing. Hi, I'm Amy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and I remember when I some I ran and I stopped somebody and I said, Hi, you're a local. And she said, Yeah. I said, Have you heard of the Kensington Good Karma Network? She went, Yeah, actually I have. There was only like a hundred people on it. I was like, That's exciting. You heard about it? That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To actually come across somebody who already knew about it. Now I I'm surprised that people don't know about it unless they're new to the neighbourhood. And even if they're new, they still. Find out pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So yeah, but my focus now is is helping the other administrators to have the same success, yeah. uh, because you know the way that that what people are doing in Kensington is amazing, and I don't. I'd like to think that that's not just unique to Kensington. I'd like to think that all of the people out there have the potential to do that if they can get their head around using the tool as it is intended, mm. which is really about you know being real, being vulnerable, and saying you know actually we're all struggling with something you know, at some point in time. Yeah. Uh, and it's okay. Yeah. And if we work together we'll be struggling less. Yeah. You know, like it's simple. <laughs>
0: yeah. Be nice. <laughs> have you it's been you said about a year now, mm. I think, since it's been going.
1: I think we're at sixteen months.
0: Sixteen months, yeah. What have you I mean, have you have you noticed it? obviously you've noticed a lot of things and a lot of people joining and, and things being sold, but have you noticed something being out and about in Kensington, have you noticed any changes?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I, somebody said to me, I, I swear that people have become more friendly in the streets since there's been an existence. <laughs> wow. And I don't know that that's real. I, I I Obviously, I've seen people people know who I am, so they say hello to me lots. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I think... There really has been a much more open sense of connection, and you know certainly the people in Kensington on the on the network. You've you've seen people take action about things that they're passionate about. So there's been fundraisers and clothing drives, so homeless clothing drives, you know, collections. We've had clothes swaps. We've had people decide to do things and take people with them. You know, like let's. Talk about the submissions towards this, you know about this development, or you know, the, hey, this this intersections in a, a really bad way. We yeah. need to talk with, you know, we need to find a way to get back roads to deal with it, that sort of thing. And and that's been really good. And you just got you know like minded people <laughs> meeting up. But it's interesting. One of the things that I've heard from a couple of people is, you know, I sat down with a guy who has done my website. One of the network has done my website. It's called the Good Karma Effect. Yeah. He's Red Panda Designs. He's a really lovely guy. Anyway, I was met, met, met with him a long time ago now and he said you don't even know what's happening you you know the stuff that's happening behind the scenes the stuff that's happening actually as a result of the connections that are happening on the on the network
2: yeah you
1: know all sorts of people are connecting and and solving each other's problems outside of that because they've got new networks and yeah it's it's quite interesting to sort of think that it's just the, the tip of the iceberg if you know what i mean i don't know what's happening that's
2: but, exciting it but is yeah. exciting yeah you know
1: and but that's it, Like it's, it's really easy once you're connected, yeah. it's really easy to, to find your find your people or, or do some interesting things or I had a couple on there a couple of weeks ago, hi guys, my partner and I re- really like playing board games and we were just wondering if anybody wanted to join us. Boom, 130 people in a, in a group, <laughs> they're going to be playing board games together. Yeah. Cool, great. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. it's
1: what's possibilities if you can just give people and, and people trust that it's going to be fine? Which it is. And why would it ever have not have been fine?
0: Yeah. You know? I love I love that you've used tools that are just available to everyone as well for this and methods that are so simple to implement too. And a lot of it's just about, I'm going to talk to people. <laughs> <Like>
2: that has <laughs> been a big part.
1: Interesting. interesting. <laughs> it is really interesting because so much of this, the whole, the good karma effect, the good karma networks is... It is really simple, it's the normal principles that we all have accessible to us, they're all things that we think are valuable, you know, like connection, yes, we really like connecting, we just have a barrier to it. And why? Because we don't talk to people. Why? Because when we talk to people it's fine, <laughs> you know, like when you actually try, it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. You know, when, you, when I talk to somebody in the street and I make them smile, they have that experience of wow, that stranger was okay, you know, <laughs> actually she was quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to smile about that, you know, and and that that experience really changes people's you, their barriers, and I think that's as often we don't we don't even know why the barriers exist, but they just do. Mm. And and when you change it up, you can see that there's a whole lot of possibilities, and that's the thing that I really want to kind of encourage people to do is like, well, we know that these are the outcomes if we don't look at people. We know that yes, we get to think about our phone a little bit more or whatever. But we don't know what the possibilities are if we do connect with people what we do if we do smile at people like what what can happen if you smile at somebody you know they might think you're weird but you smiled and they might smile too and you know if they think you're a bit weird then what's the problem yeah that's their problem (laughs) because they're gonna feel weird about it you're not because you smiled yeah you know like it doesn't detract from you and i think just helping people to have those experiences of you know trying something different i mean even from a, you know, collaboration point of view, you know, I'm just going to put it out there and see what everybody thinks. All of a sudden you learn about the fact that the saucepan you bought is actually not the right one, you know, not the best one for what it is you want to achieve. You know, I asked about saucepans, you know, frying pans. Is there such a thing as a decent, cheap, decent non-stick frying pan and where do I get one from? And people came in with, you know, oh, I love my cast iron one and other people were talking about their... Uh, IKEA t- frying pans were, were really amazing, cast iron. Somebody told me about a sale that was on somewhere. So I got a whole lot of information, and somebody said, "Oh, I'm feeling really bad about buying mine from KMart now." <laughs> was like, okay, so we learn. We learn from each other by try- just chucking it out there and seeing what happens. Yeah. You know, and and we can do that with anything. That was just a simple question about a frying pan, but you know, what about I don't know a solution for fleas on a dog or. I don't know how to build a particular table or you know use pallets to make a something,
2: mm. you
1: know. Has anybody got any experience with this? Yeah, there's bound to be somebody who's done that before. Yeah, you know, is anybody going to experience with postnatal depression? Yes, we do. In fact, yeah, like when you actually get real about it, then people are really happy to help out because they know what you're struggling with. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah,
1: that's important. If we share that, that information, then we're you know really going to minimize the well speed up the solution finding yeah if the solution doesn't come to you, you've at least got some suggestions yeah and it's just so much more life's just easier if you've got that yeah somebody else said uh, said recently it's like asking google but the answers come with life experience <laughs> it's like it's yeah. quite a good way to look at it too <laughs> google with life experience because i think we are uh-huh. starting to become quite mistrustful of what the uh, the algorithms that are being delivered to us, why they're being delivered to mm. us, is it because they think mm. that we need to hear that particular thing from those people? Is it because we're already connected to that, which means that we're only mixing in those circles? You know, like there's, I don't trust it. Yeah. And people are, are becoming just more aware of the fact they can't trust it as much and that actually they still want to go with the authentic recommendations or experience of people because they can trust that. People don't, you know i mean you can always find out if people are lying but but you know across a few people you get a yeah okay that's that's a sound place to go or a sound recommendation or it sounds like a good solution if three people like their car sign frying pans it's probably a good one you know?
0: yeah yeah
1: uh, if people don't like their their uh kmart frying pans then it's probably not a good one yeah
0: interesting you were talking about you know the news feed and the personalization that my previous episode was actually about that as well like mm-hmm. about how can, we, how can we break through this filter bubble that we've got? And I think you've, you've stumbled across a pretty interesting answer to that. I've got three more questions for you. The first one is about what, what is the most surprising thing to you or interest or filter bubble thing that you've discovered through the Good Karma Network? Like filter bubble, what do you mean? You know how you were saying it's hard to get past what we already know or the people we know or our newsfeed is kind of like the algorithm kind of serves us up Mm -hmm. what we want to hear. Mm -hmm. What's been something or someone you've discovered in Kensington that's sort of popped your preconceived ideas about the suburb or the people that live here or?
1: So many, you know, and this is the thing is when, like I've sat with, (laughs) it's fascinating, when you get an insight into people's lives, Always pops the bubble, you know. You kind of go, "Wow, I didn't even think about those people." Yeah, you know, I've had a, an, a you know, older Italian woman who moved out here in 1988 who connected with me, and she's like, oh, "I just want to have a coffee with you," and I'm like, "Yeah, cool, let's have coffee," and she's just amazing. I mean, they're so—they're probably all amazing. But you yeah, sit down and talk with her about that. She's a caregiver for a 93-year-old who just wants to die all the time and talks about it, and you know, just having some insight into. people's experience yeah hers as a caregiver but also of these other people that she's sharing stories of amazing and you know you can sew that into your into your how you do things and why you do things and then you know there was the there's a woman who started so she is from south america and she started came home one day on the network hi guys you know i come home with a couple of muffins from work i work at a cafe and my flatmates are over them so does anybody want free free muffins they're like yeah i'd love a muffin i'd love a muffin that'd be awesome all of a sudden like it became a thing so every now and again she'd come and muffins anyone people photos with the muffins the oh am i next in line please can i i'm just i'm curious now these muffins must be good if there are so many people talking about the muffins. like (laughs) this thing just happened and so she's now the muffin queen and people like gift you know doing gifts and you know all sorts of you know humorous interactions and and I went round to her place and you know like she's been here for you know for three years and you know had was actually finding it quite challenging to land back in Melbourne she'd come out of a you know and not a very good relationship in, in Perth and so she'd landed back here and she was kind of going well you know I really want to make a difference and I don't really know how to do that and this was just it wasn't really she wasn't trying to achieve anything she was like i was gonna let the people have the muffins and it became a thing and i said you under- underestimate the power of the muffins you know <laughs> yeah. she said but they're just muffins yeah. they're just my boss's muffins i'm like no 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 there is connection there is humor there is you know anticipation there is all sorts of amazing experiences that people are having because of you and your muffins yeah and and it's a fantastic contribution to so many people's life that that's what you're doing and you I mean she did a one day she did a video that you know anybody that wanted one was going to go into a hat and she actually videoed the drawing of the name out of the hat so that people could see and put that on the network too and you know just great it's like entertainment it's like real it's like real life television that we're living in (laughs) (laughs) which is cool so yeah I mean there's so many little things and I think that that's I guess one of my messages that I really like to take out there is what are the opportunities in all of the other possibilities, you know, like all of the other things that we could do if we yeah. if we did things differently, what what could it what could we learn? What opportunities could be created? Yeah, where could we end up? You know, what experiences could we have? And what what will we then have to offer our children? Yeah, you know, like so many possibilities, and and I I unfortunately want to go and have them all. Yeah. and <laughs> engage with everything, learn, you know, meet all the people and that.
0: Well, that might feed in the last two questions in some way, maybe not. Yeah, two more questions. The first is about something you kind of, I guess you're subtly disrupting neighborhood connection at the moment or something along those lines. But is there something that, you know, you'd like to be part of disrupting one day or that you you wish somebody would, you know, tackle that thing over there? Or one day I'm going to get to that thing over there. Do you have anything like that that ticks away in the back of your mind?
1: I believe that the systems that we're working with or have been conditioned to accept as normal in our society are broken and they are breaking people and I would really like to, and a little while ago, the middle of last year, I actually said that I want to encourage people to be disruptive. I actually want to give people the power to do things differently in a way that creates better outcomes because there are better outcomes than we're experiencing in many, many areas And I don't, I don't have a specific one that I, I mean, Hmm. there are some that I'm more my values than others, but to be able to see people, you know, empowered to make a difference on the planet with whatever they have to offer is, is great. And some people will, will have been more resourceful or more driven with that or more passionate about making a difference in a, you know, on a grand scale. Some of them alternative businesses, some of them will be social enterprises, some people will just be a community group that actually makes a difference for a particular you know disadvantaged group or or whatever yeah I guess so I don't really have an end goal other than other than all of the systems (laughs) which is kind of a big end goal really (laughs) I don't know I just yeah we need to shake things up because people are dying you know and that's that's you know the suicide rate in Australia and New Zealand is ridiculous Mm. you know for, for privileged lucky you know people like us it's, it shouldn't be like that, you know, and that's a consequence of a broken system. Yeah. We need to sort it out, and, that, you know, that motivates me, you know, the suffering, yeah. the, the fact that that shouldn't be happening. So, yeah, I want to make things better, and but I want to help people to make all of those things better because that's I can't, I can't yeah. come up with the solu- all the solutions, Yeah. but together we can all come up with the, the solutions, you know. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing, right?
0: Awesome, yeah. The last question is about, a subtle change or a small change or something small that you do in your own life that's had an important impact or an important ongoing impact or has had a big change. A big a big impact on who you are.
1: A subtle change.
0: Yeah.
1: Not much that I do is subtle.
0: No. <laughs> it right, doesn't have to be subtle if you don't want to be just a, a thing.
1: I I guess, you know, the the thing that's been really interesting for me is actually just letting go of of the expectations of of society and and the and actually being able to kind of look at the shoulds and the and the norms and go no, <laughs> you know unfortunately 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 I don't know uh, which one's right. I don't fit the mold very well. but I don't. I'm not very good at fitting into a system because I because I ask questions and I and I look for better ways if I see there are challenges and and a lot of the systems don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. I, I'm not doing it for any other reason than because I want things to be better. So I hope that, I've always hoped that that has been the way that I've been received, but often it's just challenging. So difficult for the systems to accommodate me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's okay, you know, like it's, be, it's okay to, to kind of be like, I don't need it, I don't need a career in inverted commas. I need to pay the bills and i need to do the things that are important and that that is more valuable to me than a career and you know doing that i'm also showing other people that it's okay to do that too yeah. that that what they've you know not not that there's anything wrong with you know wanting a career or or aspiring to that or ending up in that or but but there are other ways that you can actually have your needs met like throwing that kind of door open and going let's just see if there are other ways that we can get what we need mm. and is that career the most important thing is it is it something that you're prepared to to give away the other stuff for you know because there are other things there's lots more out there you know the people the time with their kids the the animals you know the environment there, there's a whole lot of stuff that needs us other than jobs and, you know, at the speed with which things are changing in our society or in our, in our world, the jobs are not going to be there for much longer. So uh, that's an interesting question that we should probably be really reflecting on is how are we going to get our needs met otherwise if we if our jobs are taken by something else? Yeah. Or, yeah, um, it's, it's a question that we should be really reflecting on. But, but also just I want people to see that it's okay to, to do things differently and, and find, yeah, that for me has been really... This year is the first time that I've stepped into that and gone. It's okay. Everything is okay. It's all going to be fine. It's totally different to what I was expecting, mm. and it's going to be okay. And I'm having the best journey that I've had, you know. And I, it's funny. I come back to when I was a kid, I just wanted to go on a crazy adventure, and I feel like I'm having that crazy adventure now. But it's <laughs> but it's amazing because there's so much amazing stuff in that world to. Engage with, yeah. Why wouldn't anybody want to be on a crazy adventure like that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's a bit crazy.
0: <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for sharing about thank your you. crazy adventure and <laughs> crazy it's adventure. been very inspiring. Yeah, I know it. it's
1: just it's just my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You know, but I do, yeah, I do really want to kind of show people that that's okay. The that yeah. crazy adventure is, is a great thing to to engage with because I think a lot of people have got barriers to that because. They're not supposed to, or you know, once again, it's they should be doing a particular thing, and they should get a house, and they should, you know, be, get married, and they should do these things. Yeah. For what? For what purpose? Yeah. What are you trying to achieve with all those shoulds? Yeah. You know, Is it? Is it reputation? If, it, if it's reputation, that's cool. Then go get that reputation. But just check in with if the shoulds line up with the the reason that you that, you, that you're alive, and what it is that you want. Hmm. You know, like just reflect on that stuff. We, we need to be doing that, I think. Yeah. For better lives, better happiness, and, you know, better connections, better relationships. Yeah. I think we're better. The animals are better, too. Yeah.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to get in contact with me, the best way to do that is through email to adam at subtle Thank you so much to the people that do send me emails. I really appreciate the encouragement. I really appreciate the guests that you suggest as well. Many of them have turned into actual guests in this show. If you do have any suggestions, please send them through. Something else you could do if you can find the time is to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or through other platforms that you might use. It's pretty easy to do through the app or through on your phone or on your laptop or computer. I hope you feel a little more encouraged, connected, and resolute in your own quest to subtle disruption. And one day, I hope to hear about your subtle disruption as well. Bye for now.